Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Greatest Games on the Blizzard with myself, Marcus Speller and Jonathan Wilson. And with us today, it's the voice of BBC Radio 5 Live, it's Nahal Arthur Nayaka. Nahal, how the devil are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm a voice Yes. On Radio 5 Live. I think, it, I think my colleagues might go, wait a minute, we're a voice too, you know, here on Five Lives. It's not just you. Here he comes, the new boy, and starts taking over. No, no. So I'm a voice between one and four in the afternoon, four days a week. Well, for my money, Nahal, you're, you're the voice. Um, but it's the my words. right answer. <laughs> That's my words, not yours. Let's be, let's be clear about that. It's very clear, very clear. Um, today, we, we don't go back very far. We go back to 2019, the, um, the semi-final second leg between Ajax and Tottenham Hotspur, which of course ended 3-2 to Tottenham Hotspur, which put uh, those Spurs boys through on away goals. Nahal, why have you chosen this game? Because I've never cried after a football match before, but that made me cry my eyes out. And even watching it now, mm. it still makes me teary. I've never felt the elation, the excitement, the dread, the pain, the despondency that I felt throughout that game. It's just never happened to me and you know I was there in 2007 the last time we won a trophy at, uh, at Wembley the League Cup against Chelsea and I was there you know and I watched that but nothing compared and I was there at the ground watching it this was just on my sofa in my living room I think it made a huge difference that it was also with my then 11 year old son mm-hmm. and to watch it with him was just just the best feeling ever <laughs> you know in a season where we just couldn't believe that we'd got to the semi-final. We couldn't believe that we got through that insane quarter-final against Manchester City, the second leg of that. Mm-hmm. So to then be in the semi-final and then, I mean, how it ended. I mean, there's no other game of football I've ever seen that has made me feel that way. I mean, I, mean, I'm, I'm inter- I mean, obviously it's a semi-final, not a quarter-final, but why do you think it meant that much more than the City game? Is it the fact that... It's sort of one on a positive in that you you Tottenham score in the last minute rather than the opposition having a goal ruled out in the last minute. Is it as simple as that, or or why was it? Why did it mean so much more? I just think that the drama of it was more. I think the city, from what I remember, it was just bang, you know, us them, us them, us them, us them. Whereas actually, by half time, it was Ajax, it was them. They were three nil up on yeah. aggregate, so there was just kind of no way through this mm-hmm. apart from ah we're in the semi-final it's all good you know we'll you know it's we'll enjoy the experience of being in the semi-final and to get to a champions league final i know you said you know it's it's the semi-final not the quarterfinal of course that makes a huge difference but how you know you're talking about five minutes of extra time and i think he scored on the 95th minute or 95th minute of one second mm. it was extraordinary what happened and I've never watched a game of football I know what's happening I watched it today so I know that we went through and I'm still freaking out while I'm watching it that's the weird thing I'm still going it's a bit bit moody isn't it I'm at half time I'm like wait a minute what are you doing you idiot you know what happened (laughs) you can't to the minute so it just was an exhilaration Mm. which cannot be replicated in a league game. 
Mm. Right. I mean, I don't know what it feels like. I mean, I've said this before. I think was it Aguero against QPR mm. when Man City won the league for the first time in however many years. And it was last minute stuff. And I guess it's comparable to that, except, of course, this is on a much bigger stage. Right. Mm. This is the Champions League. Yeah. And and it had just been a, a fairy tale season in terms of the Champions League, which had definitely plastered over the cracks in our domestic form. We were ignoring what was going on with our away form, right, which was just horrible. Mm. And eventually led, of course, to Pochettino getting the sack. But that, that moment in Amsterdam was insane. I mean, look at that. I'm all kind of glazing over <laughs> looking away into you the distance. You might need to take a moment here. You know? I, dude, I had to today. <laughs> so I watched it again because I thought, right, I just need to feel what it felt like. And just watching it again, because the atmosphere in that stadium, the I mean, they must be amongst the best football fans in the world, Ajax fans. It was just relentless, mm. the singing. The noise it, was phenomenal. The noise was just extraordinary. And there was a pocket of Spurs fans up the top there, just <laughs> tucked away in the gods. And mm. there we were. And like I said, 3-0 down on aggregate by half time. And you're just like, you know. if, I, if I remember correctly, Jonathan, it was, it was quite the week of football. I think Vincent yes, Company had scored a spectacular goal for Manchester City at home to Leicester on their sort of drive for the for the league, which was which was a you know for Manchester City was a great story in itself. You then have Liverpool with their sensational comeback a game we yeah. we we covered with a four nil. Who beats Barcelona? Yeah. But well. Yeah, it turned out it wasn't that big of an achievement. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but Liverpool, you know, with their incredible story, it sort of, you had these amazing stories and then it was kind of over to Spurs. And in the first leg at home, you know, Ajax had won 1-0. Jonathan probably should have been more than that. But oh, Ajax... they, they were the better side, Ajax, by yeah. a long, long way. Yeah, I mean, Neves yeah, at the post as well. You know, Van der Beek got the, got, got, got the goal, but... Yeah, Ajax looked a... I mean, Ajax have been brilliant, don't forget, in beating uh, Real Madrid and Juve in the previous two rounds. I mean, they, I mean, away at Real Madrid, they were phenomenal. Yeah, Absolutely well, phenomenal. both those games. I mean, they outplayed mm. two of the absolute giants of football. And, you know... Um, and they, their they team were... got decimated as a result of it with all their best <laughs> players going to Juventus and Barcelona and <laughs> yeah. Chelsea and Manchester United. Yeah, mm. yeah it, was a, it was an advert for every other club in Europe, wasn't it? To come <laughs> buy them afterwards. Yeah. But, but that is a point, though, Jonathan, because it felt like this Ajax side. That, you know, we remember teams from you know a couple of decades ago where the Champions League was the place where you discovered players and where you discovered teams, and that hadn't been the case as much as time goes on, as as you have mass media, internet, all the rest of it but this Ajax side seemed to be like a bit of a throwback in though in that sense yeah in that, I mean, I, hang on a minute we didn't know too much about them or well, some people probably did but it was a very exciting side and they turned a lot of heads that season yeah and I, I think the reason doesn't happen I mean yeah partly it is the saturation coverage partly it is as soon as a team starts to do well they get plundered by everybody else so mm-hmm. you you've basically got at most a two-year window to to capitalize so you'd sort of seen it a little bit with Monaco and they'd been plundered. But this Ajax side, I think, was a level above that Monaco. I mean, to mm-hmm. to absolutely outplay Real Madrid and Juventus over four legs, you know, they were a great side. And and I guess because of the history of Ajax and you thought back to the team of the early 70s, thought back to, to Louis van Gaal's team of the mid-90s, 
there, there was that sense of, well, at least we understand where this comes from. It's part of this tradition. Every 20 odd years, they get the great generation and this is the great generation and let's enjoy them while they're still here. And, you know, it, it looked for all the world like they were they were going to a final, like they were going to do what they'd done in 95. Yeah, and they probably probably should have done. But, on, I mean, the, after the first leg, Nahal. Um, yes. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, who cares what what they should have done? They didn't <laughs> yeah. do it. Um, but after the, but when you were watching the first leg, because Spurs themselves had, I mean, they'd come through a group of death, really, in yeah. the first round yes. in Barcelona. Their first yes. couple of games. Yeah, I was at to... I was at Wembley actually when Lionel Messi just absolutely <laughs> tore us a new one. I mean, it was just like <laughs> just watching this game. How did you just do that? I yeah. mean, it was insane watching that. I remember. Were, were you thinking that though? I mean, they they'd been beaten just uh, the last goal from Inter in their first game, and then they were beaten four two at home. Did you think to yourself? We might have bitten off more than we can chew here, lads. Do you know, it's the old cliche, isn't it? The hope that kills you. But mm. Pochettino had instilled in Spurs fans something that I hadn't felt as a Spurs fan. I guess we'd felt it a bit with Harry Redknapp and that mm-hmm. run in the Champions League when, of course, when we became the advertising hoardings for Gareth Bale and Luka <laughs> Modric uh, in the Champions League that, so, that season. It's really interesting that I watched the City game with a really good mate of mine called Chris, who really does know his football. Um, You know, he's an agent and massive gooner. So he was obviously willing us to lose that game (laughs) against Manchester City. But almost from the beginning of that match, he said to me, you're going all the way. Even before that that match he said you're going all the way there's something about Spurs this season <laughs> in the Champions League that is just a kind of cavalier never say die and you know I've seen Spurs matches uh, teams of the past where you know you, you go down and all the shoulders come down the body language tells you just like Manchester United's body language the other day when we smashed them 6-1. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it was, that's what we were used to seeing. But these this group of lads, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. And, and, you know, they just kept going and going. And once we kept, got out of that group, again, you know, look, who knows what can happen, you know? And we are notorious pessimists, aren't we, Spurs? fans like you know despondency is part of our dna so it's like you know we're four nil up it's the 88th minute and we're like i'll get a draw right i'll settle for a draw <laughs> right, happy days right if i can get one point out of this it's you know it's the whole spursy thing right um but that seemed to have changed you know massively you know people who were neutrals journalists were were trying to stop us from saying this word spursy as if it was an anachronism of a foregone era. Then, of course, we, we started off the season 2019-2020 back to being Spursy again. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, it, there was just a... God, there was just an energy around Spurs that Pochettino brought to that team. Well, yeah. it's, it's easy to sort of forget just how close Spurs came to going out in that group. I mean, the, the penultimate game yes. was the 80th oh, yes. Ericsson goal to beat Inter. And, and then Inter, that, Inter had set out for a point that game. Yeah. And they were so close to getting it, which is all they needed. Yeah, uh, so 10 minutes from time, Spurs get the winner. Then then the, the final two games, Spurs go to Barcelona, who play a second-string side because they're already through, uh, and Spurs have to get they have to match the result that Inter get 
against PSV, who were already out. Yes, it was. I forgot. Yeah. And PSV score early. So what, 13 minutes, I think, Evan Lozano scored. And mm-hmm. uh, Inter do come back and draw it 1-1. Barca take the lead. But an 85th minute equaliser from Lucas Moura is what takes Tottenham through. So they've already had two near misses in the last two games of the, of the group. Even before we get to the the, you know, the craziness of, of City and, and then yeah. this game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I, this is all kind of coming back to me now that just, yes. I mean, again, I watched all those games with my son and he is a, a then 11-year-old, had already adopted very Spursy qualities. I mean, just even the other day when the penalty after a minute um, for Manchester United, I know we're talking about another game, but just that, it, he's just like, that's it, it's over. We're going to get annihilated. But he's already, he's like, you know, zero to um, depression very, very quickly. But those things, you know, the power of, like I keep saying, look, the power of that team and the belief that Pochettino instilled in that, which had been building, of course, for a number of seasons, you know, we came third in a two-horse race, didn't we? Uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, to, to, and we were top four, and you know, we'd almost. My, my son said something quite interesting to me uh, last year. He said, "Why are you always going on about Arsenal?" Like that, that's not like they're not who we should be bothering about they're rubbish well that's very interesting isn't it? Yeah, yeah yeah you know as a, as a kid he doesn't see arsenal as the people to beat. he's just like well that's just like a mid-table team right like why are you, why are you bothering about why do you get so angry about arsenal right there? which which you know is indicative of the power shift in north london in many ways you know one that I think is set to last for some time, looking at the investment we've made compared to the investment that they're making. But again, we're not we're not here to talk about Arsenal Spurs. But yeah, he's he's like, why are you obsessed with them? It's like it's like some really bad ex. Like it's like a bad relationship you're once in. You're like, yeah, right, yeah. Or well, look at her now driving past in her car with her new guy. Like, he's like, you need to get over this. <laughs> For him, it's Man City that he can't stand. He can't stand United and City because now we've moved up to the northwest mm-hmm. of England. He's one of two Spurs supporters in his whole year, mm-hmm. right? And they're all City, United, and a, and a smattering of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. That's 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 it. So for him, it's them. They're the ones he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, you know? But that shows you, Jonathan, what, what Pochettino did there. I mean, I, earlier I said, you know, perhaps Spurs had bitten off more than they could chew when they were playing against Inter and Barcelona. But actually, I've done them a disservice because it wasn't that long before this. They'd beaten Real Madrid uh, in the Champions League. They'd had some marquee results. Beaten and Dortmund as well the previous season. And they beat them oh, in yes, this season as well. They fairly yes, brushed did. them aside, actually, didn't they, yeah. to, to set up that quarterfinal against and, and, Manchester and, City. And, and Dortmund were, I think, top of the Bundesliga when mm-hmm. when we beat them. You know, I think they because Dortmund didn't they have a brilliant start to the season at Bundesliga? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and they and they did really really well. So when we were drawn against them, they were flying in the mm. Bundesliga. You know, and we were like, oh, okay, they're a bit naughty. Yeah. Um, you know, we had fun. Yeah, but the, uh, but you're right. Through. I mean, what you know, Pochettino. It's partly the having the faith in young players and developing them. It's partly instilling this hard-pressing style. It's partly the, the conditioning, which for a while I think Tottenham were, were pretty evidently, you know, with, even without looking at stats, just with the evidence of your eyes, they're pretty evidently the fittest team in the Premier League. Yes. But the key, you're right, the key is the mentality. And I, I think where you really see Pochettino's influence over that, or his awareness of, of, of a, the necessity of changing that, compare Chiellini, and this is the history of a Tottenham, the previous season, 
with Pochettino coming on the pitch at the end of this game. And what's the thing he's he's doing? He's he's making strange cupping gestures near his groin and talking about Huibos. And the whole yes. thing is about Huibos. Yeah. Right. About yeah, about balls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a very Argentinian thing, isn't it, apparently? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a culturally a very Argentinian the whole <laughs> But, that, but that's yeah, but that's that's what it means. We yeah, we understand it. It means yeah, we got guts, we got character, we got yes. spirit. We uh-huh. yes, we were tested yes. and we came through it. Well, that, yes. yeah, you mentioned sort of, as you say, sort of Chiellini there. You know, alluding to the the the, the game they were beaten by uh, Juventus in the previous year, which they should they have were, won. I mean, they they, 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 they they that was typical Spurs. You know, losing a game where they were dominant. But it showed you how far Spurs had come, especially yes. in that competition, because they played Juventus, who had that back line, and they still had Buffon and so on. Yeah, they were a bit older, but still seasoned Champions League warriors. And Spurs came away, had a good game against them, but lost and were gutted that they hadn't beaten Juventus in a knockout game in the Champions League now. I mean, again, with under yeah. Redknapp uh, Spurs, it was kind of like, oh, what can we do here? Oh, blimey, we've just beaten them or we've just scored a couple past them. That's a bit cheeky. There was a bit of the cheeky chappy, whereas it'd been a bit of a sea change for Spurs to lose a knockout game narrowly against Juventus in the Champions League and come away thinking, how did we lose that? That is indicative of a mentality change, right? Is mm. that you deserve to be at the top table. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve to be thinking, well, we've come 10th result and, yeah. <laughs> and, and we drew with Arsenal yeah. at Highbury, right? I mean, that was kind of what was previously the thing. Well, we didn't lose to Arsenal. Yes. <laughs> Highbury, yeah, brilliantly. Whereas now it's like, yeah, all right, it's, it's kind of get out of my way. Um, and that, that was just such a huge change to watch beautiful football, mm-hmm. consistently beautiful football with a plan, as opposed to what I think we'd been used to over years was seeing, you know, kind of Berbatos or Ginolas or these kinds of people come in and just be these great individuals. And even in that team, no disrespect to everybody else, but I, you know, you remember Luka Modric and Gareth Bale, right? You remember those two guys and just like, this is amazing that we're seeing it. But then with Pochettino, we were suddenly seeing in every part of the pitch quality football that was all linked up with this almost telepathic knowledge of where each of them were. And that was something that we hadn't seen. You know, sometimes you go to Spurs and you sit next to these old fellas who've been coming to see Tottenham for like (laughs) 50, 60 years. And they're saying it, you know, they're saying this is some of the most beautiful football, if not the most beautiful football I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. At, uh, at Tottenham and it's uh, Maurizio Pochettino that 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 just revived or or created that and built that team which mm-hmm. sadly once we got to the Champions League final and lost in Champions League final there was nowhere left for him to go mm-hmm. all right let's have a quick break and after the break we will talk about uh, the match itself see you in a moment welcome back to the greatest games on the blizzard everybody now gentlemen. So we've, we've, we've sort of briefly mentioned the first leg. Ajax were dominant. They won 1-0. It could have been more than 1-0. Yeah. Spurs yeah. maybe were quite happy to just get out there with a 1-0 loss, even though that's a, yeah. a, a poor result. Obviously, you don't want to be going away from home 1-0 down. Um, but was that the feeling with you, Nahal? Were you quite sort of relieved it wasn't more? Yeah, absolutely. And yes, they were dominant, but we were poor. Mm. You know, we were poor. You know, we were a very different team that went to Ajax from the team that we saw at uh, at White Hart Lane. So it, it, yes, of course they were dominant, but we we allowed them to be. 
It's nice that I, you're still calling it White Hart Lane, by the way. Yeah, I know. I, I should just still call it the lane. Actually, I still, I actually usually just still say the lane. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, because I mean, you know, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium just doesn't quite work. You know, until it becomes Walmart Stadium or yeah. KFC Stadium, I'll, uh, I'll stick with calling it the lane. Because um, luckily, it's still in the geographical part. Luckily, we didn't uh, end up yeah. buying the, the stadium that ended up being West Ham Stadium. I think that was mooted at one point, wasn't oh, it? Blimey. Anyway, oh, sorry. Imagine? I, yeah, I interrupted. So, yeah, no, no, no. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I forgot yeah. my train of thought. I think it was a different side that went into that, that second leg. But Spurs were poor on the first. In the yeah, first leg. Com- completely. You know, mm. uh, and I don't know what switched. Well, I guess, you know, what switched. They realised that they were still in it. Mm. Right. They were still in it, but they had to. And it's strange, isn't it? Strange that at home, in front of your home fans, you put on a poorer, poorer mm-hmm. performance than going to that place, which is daunting right mm. to go there and do what spurs did because i just remember i don't think i've ever heard a um a, a stadium sing so well in key yeah. they sing so beautifully it was the bob marley song they all sing three little Irons. birds three little birds and i was yeah. like thinking it sounds like a choir <laughs> i mean it's, it's not just like a bunch of blokes going oh, every little thing's gonna be all right like as you would it's like and every little thing's gonna be all right and you're like wow you guys can sing i thought jeez if you play football like you can sing we're really in trouble <laughs> But uh, well, I mean, Jonathan, what did you make of Spurs in that in that semi final? Because they'd obviously played Manchester City. People would have fancied City to 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 do a quadruple that year. VAR, my lord, VAR, VAR, my lord, VAR. You've yes. been taking lessons from Ajax fans, haven't you? <laughs> I, I really have. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth um, Malone, I'm free. Gareth Malone, if you need me for anything. anything. But you know, they 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 beat Manchester City. with they. Were they fortunate in that second leg? I mean, yes. VAR? <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Were they fortunate? <laughs> you know, you, you, the way you spoke about the game so sort of eloquently and, and with that feeling, I thought, I don't want to upset him. But yeah, no, Jonathan, they right, were okay. fortunate. A- apart from the bits where City switch off and let Sun score twice in two minutes, the yep. bit where Lorente punched the ball over the line and... <laughs> And the bit where City have a goal disallowed after about three minutes looking at a video for an offside that is invisible to the naked eye. Apart from those things, yeah, yeah, then they totally deserved it. Absolutely dominant. <laughs> dominant would be a word that you might you might describe. So, they, but I mean, but, but considering you know the the enormity of that result, were you surprised they were kind of so timid in that first? Yeah, leg and, and, and I mean, it's easy to say in retrospect, and Pochettino, his track record. Uh, yeah, he 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 clearly knows what he's doing. But I think, in in that respect, he would probably accept that playing the back three in the first half. When he switched it at half time in the first leg, that didn't work. Um, and it it was one of those decisions seems slightly odd. In the you know, normally you would play a back three of the opposition got two up because you want two markers plus an extra man. And I know with zonal systems it's a little bit more complicated than that. But that's that's sort of the the rule of thumb. So whether he thought Tadic would play more centrally in that game. I don't know, and the fact you know he he changed it at half time because he realised it wasn't working. Uh, but I I think the going to the back four, um, it was was the right thing to do. Although the first half in this game Spurs weren't particularly good, and it's after Yorente comes on for Wanyama and they go two up and they play Yorente and um, and Lucas Moura together up front, and they've got that option to go long. That that's when they start to worry Ajax. 
And I guess that is what he had tried in the first leg, playing Juventa from the start, but it, it hadn't worked then. Yeah. Mm. It I worked mean, in the City game, didn't it? That's where it worked. Bringing Juventa on, yeah. Yes, and and, and yeah. If, you know, if you're playing as a team who presses you and you're struggling to play through the press, if you bring on a big target man, it's an easy way. You can just, I mean, you just go over the press. And Juventa is one of those players where if a ball's in the air and within sort of five, ten yards of him, he's probably going to win it and flick it on or hold it up. And Juventa is really is the last of that kind of target man at, at, at that level in the modern game. I can't think of anybody remotely similar to him. So I guess not just he's really good at it, it's that it's a, it's a challenge defenders are not used to facing. And I mean, I remember the first time I saw him um, live, which was, a, uh, it was Bielsa's first win as athletic manager. And it, it, they were away against uh, Real Sociedad. And he scored two absolutely brilliant goals in that game, both of them taking the ball down and, and, and scoring with volleys. And they're not the kind of thing you, you 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 expect him to be doing. You sort of think of him as being this, a bit of a lump. And I so I hadn't appreciated just how good his touch was. Um, but he's a bit like and 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 I appreciate for me this is the highest praise I can convey. I know what you're going to say. He's a little bit like Niall Quinn. I knew you were going to say Niall Quinn. I thought Sunderland haven't had a mention so far. <laughs> but to have that that that, that physical strength, that 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 chest control. Um, yeah. And, and you know, he, he's limited in what he can do, but what he can do, he, he's phenomenally mm. good at. Yeah. Mm. It's what, into the second leg then, chaps. I mean, it, it, we've already talked about it, the sound of the state of the noise. Ajax go 1-0 up on the night after about five minutes. And yes. now you must be thinking, oh, bloody hell. The way they celebrated the goal as well. This was a side they'd knocked out Real Madrid, Juventus, young brilliant technically gifted yes. players they're on their way to the final surely uh, yeah absolutely i mean clearly in that stadium amongst those players mm. this was it right this is yeah. it we this is just like we just got to brush these jokers out of the way you've you've had your fun lads you yeah, know? yeah exactly right you've had your fun we're two nil up happy days uh you carry on kicking the ball up to yourselves <laughs> <laughs> we're off to Madrid. Right? Yeah, exactly. It did feel like that. Yeah, it really did feel like that. It felt like a celebration that mm. it was all not. And I'm just talking about the goal, but yep. actually that that we were all gathered for the coronation of this young <laughs> yeah. Ajax team, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we were just kind of there. We were there a bit like a bit like the the groom at a wedding, right? No yeah. one cares about the groom, right? It's all about the bride. And we just felt like, oh yeah, he's the guy there. Yeah, go do a speech, whatever. But yeah. actually we're all focused on this team. And it did feel like that. It felt like a celebration. And yeah. the first half they played up to that, right? I mean, yeah. the- Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, okay, the, the the first goal is a is a corner. It's a it's pretty weak marking, Delict gets ahead. Yes. But the corner comes about because of a bit of brilliance from Tadic, a deflected mm. shot. And Luis has made a brilliant save even to, to concede the corner. Yes, it, it, yes. It, it, it's it just taking that flick off. I can't remember which defender it was, but it's sort of a looping shot that he has to sort of not just get across to, but he has to to mm -hmm. judge the height of it. Yes, and yeah. and then um, yeah, I actually okay. Ali hits the post uh, with, with you know, it was a lovely move, kind of down the left, and he Anana sort of drifts off his post, and, and Ali's got the sort of the the wherewithal to see that there's that little space of near post. And, was it Sonny that hit the post? I oh, think it was Ali. Well, either or, it's down that side, uh, right. and, and, yeah. and and the post is hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, their goalkeeper leaves plenty of space, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. To, to score in his inside post, I remember that there was plenty of space there. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then the second goal, your yeah, trippy is a little bit weak. 
Mm-hmm. And but it's a brilliant finish from from uh, from Zero. Oh, it's a, but again, yeah, it's a though, fantastic that, that, goal from Zero. Again, now, fantastic. like as I say, you've got you, one nil down from De Ligt, who's what is he, nineteen years old or something yeah. like that, very young, yeah. and he's playing like he's twenty five, twenty six in his yeah. pomp. He he looks like a you know a man. He was an unbelievable Did, specimen. Wasn't he was captain, wasn't he? Yeah, and it, it yeah. just phenomenal. He scored, I think, at, at Juventus, and then and then Ziyech gets on the end of that one, slams the ball into oh, the corner, just, and oh, again, it is all oh, just kind of like, yeah, as oh, you say, we're going to wipe these these lot aside, and then whoever's in the final, Barcelona, Liverpool, we're waiting for you. That is what the feeling was when that second goal on the night went in from Ziyech. And yeah. and, then, and then the the fans singing Three Little Birds" at half time. Yes. To me, the, looking back on it now, that's that one of those moments where, if you think about the '99 Champions League final, Manchester United Bayern Munich, the way the Bayern Munich fans are singing and dancing and sort of waving their hands around when it's one nil, and Teddy Sheringham's on the bench looking at them, going, "Get me, I'm not having this," you know, sort of thing. And, and 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 looking back on it, when I ex- the fans are singing the Three Little Birds at halftime, really raucously, you think to yourself, "They're through. It's all done." But actually, surely the way Spurs came out in the second half, Pochettino would have looked at that side and gone, "Do you hear this? Do you hear this? Is this has got to be used for motivation to get those players yes. up for it?" Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know who knows what he said to them at half time, but um, yeah. But again, it goes back to that whole mentality of, you know, you're three 0 down mm. to Ajax in the Champions mm. League semi final, and the Tottenham teams of the past, it would have been 5-0, right? Yeah. It would, they would have just come out, shoulders down. It would have, or maybe they would have had a first first 10 minutes or so where they were running around, mm. going, everything, and trying to chase down every uh, every ball and then and then give up. Um, but these guys, it's just incredible. They came out and that second half was extraordinary, right? Yeah. I mean, they were just, they, they laid siege, yeah. to Ajax and Ajax just what hope to s- soak it all up and then catch a break with the speed and the talent that they have maybe mm. score another but try and soak it all up because I mean that um, was it the second Mora goal was the goal where it was an absolute keystone cops in the in the area <laughs> yeah, right. well, second well, goal yeah, yeah. yeah yeah second goal just like <laughs> absolute mayhem <laughs> it's like get I think they took Schoener was it they took him off after that second goal, because he made such a howler of like, because the goalkeeper did an extraordinary yeah. job in keeping out the first one. Then I think it hit Lorente and he saved that as well. Mm. And then suddenly there's all this chaos going on. He tries to catch it. Schoener kicks it out of his hand, I think mm-hmm. it is. Mora then goes round the houses <laughs> and he kind of like megs three players or something to get it into the goal. I mean, it's just insane. You're like looking at this game because it was something out of nothing, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the difference in in sort of feel between the first and second goals couldn't mm. have been bigger. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yes. the first goal is this beautiful, smooth. Yes. Yeah, it's one of those finishes where you you barely even notice he's kicked the ball. Mm. It's just sort of the move is so, uh, it's so slick. Um, it's nice work from Ali as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Ali who plays it to. to in fact, yeah. it's one two, isn't it? Mirror to Ali, back well, to Mirror. It's, well, it's there's some there's hmm. some uh, controversy over whether that was uh, a poor first touch from Deli Ali. Who well, it's tried to, to run case, onto yeah. it, who tried to run onto it, and then Mora just went boom, 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 bang. Right, but there's also I mean Danny Rose nutmeg somebody much earlier in the move, and then he yes. plays the pass up to to Mirror, yes. yes. and then yeah, yes. this interchange between Mirror and Ali, which 
whatever level of, of yeah. volition there is to that. But then the finish, yeah. just a little touch, Superb. is is, is one, of, one of those beautiful, smooth finishes, which is 55 minutes. And four minutes later, again, it's, it's, it's a really good move. It could have been a really nice goal. As Trippier bangs it across goal, Juventus comes in. The keeper, Anana, makes, makes this brilliant save. Then sort of makes a second save as the ball's sort of bobbing about. I don't know, don't even know who comes off for the Lorente. second save. I think it came off. Lorente. So they're, they're both Lorente, are they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, for the second goal or the first goal? So the, the second, second goal. goal. Yeah, it came no, off the, the first yeah. effort is Lorente, and it bounces back, and he makes the second save. Yeah. And then as you say, Mervis sort of dribbles away from goal, comes round. Oh, it's amazing. And, and yeah, and Scherner's not knocked the ball out of the keeper's hands. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you're right. He, he gets taken off straight away for. Um, being uh, rubbish for the belt <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's I think this is the template for Maguire's recent defending <laughs> oh my goodness but Mora, what on earth did Pochettino say to Mora at half time I mean he came out he was like Roy the Rover Listen, stuff the way he yeah, danced around those defenders yeah I'm more interested what he said to him after the match well he said listen thanks for the hat trick but we're going to play yeah. harry in the final yeah. right i mean i mean how do you say that to a guy who's just scored a hat trick yeah. and put you in the that's the conversation that i want to know about it's like yeah because i was looking at going dude you know look we all work we've mm. all worked in businesses which are you know results led right <laughs> okay what you don't do is you get yeah, I've just come in. I've just, I've just pulled in our biggest client of the year. This is a multi-million pound contract. I've just done it all on my own. Oh, nice one. Anyway, Steve here. Steve yeah. here is going to be head of sales. We've just decided to promote him to head of sales. <laughs> You'll be like, yeah. What? I mean, in among anyway, the, sorry, in among the tears and celebration, yeah. that is fantastic, son. You do know that you'll be on the bench in the final. Yeah? I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Harry's back. I mean, yeah. he's not back full, but it's Harry, and he sells more shirts than you. So uh, we've oh, got dear. to uh, we've got to get him back in. But anyway, yeah, sorry, I've jumped way ahead. But, yeah, all, what did but, he say at halftime? Oh my goodness! But that so the second goal goes in, and the way Mora himself celebrates, it's it's then on, and of course it's on because well, it's, it's, it's half an hour to score a goal. Yes, yes, yeah, right, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it turned nice. out it took them thirty-five minutes to score that oh. goal. <laughs> um, but the game then goes on now. I, what do you remember about this section of, of the game now? Because the, the two goals scored in fairly quick succession, sort of 10 and 15 minutes roughly after half-time. You then have this kind of 34-minute period where, as far as I sort of remember and watching the highlights, in terms of incidents, there's, there's one or two, but it must have been quite torturous. You're egging the team on, but you don't want to leave yeah. the back door open as well because another goal, I actually would think that would well, kill it. you know... I'm still Spursy, remember? So I'm kind of like, <laughs> we, we're not going to go through, obviously. Yeah. Right? Because we're just not, right? Mm. They're 3-2 up and we've done well. I'm proud mm. of the boys. You've not disgraced you know, yourself on the big exa- stage. Well, exa- exactly, which is, which, you know, if Spurs supporters, and obviously I don't speak for every single one of them, but if we have that mentality, mm. then the players are ahead of us, right? The players don't have that mentality anymore. Right, they're like we can win this because, as you pointed out, in the group stages we've been, you know, minutes away from being knocked out, and we've now got this mentality. And you know, look, every time, every time they get the ball, you think they're going to score, mm. right? Every time, mm. and but we are laying siege to them, mm-hmm. so you can believe that something is going to happen. Mm. But part of you is saying, but this doesn't happen to us. Yeah, it's the hope that kills you. Yeah, quite, quite. <laughs> it just doesn't happen to us. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I should actually have. I should have. I've never really sat down and spoke to my son what he, what emotions he went through, mm-hmm. right? Because as a as an eleven year old, at the time, he must have just been. Yeah, it's quite weird for him. I just I never. Yeah, can't remember his face when. But he's probably thinking nothing. this is set up for us to go through now. Yeah, I think he probably would be. Yeah, he wouldn't be. Are you are you not worried that this has ruined football for him forever? That it's never going to be this good again. <laughs> no, no, because beating Manchester United six one. Yeah, he's <laughs> see. you know he said to me the other day. He said, "Look, we could lose seven nil to Stoke, and I can still go to everyone in my class." <laughs> yeah, but we beat you six one. Like, what one are you the, talking about? To Who quote cares? that Man City fan, six one at the Swamp. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, okay, right, yeah, absolutely, right. So. He, uh, yeah, no, it hasn't actually. Now he thinks the return of Gareth Bale to Spurs for him, who has a signed Gareth Bale shirt on his bedroom wall, (laughs) is the return of the Messiah. Mm. Like this is a religious moment for him. (laughs) He hasn't played yet, right? He hasn't played yet. By the time of recording, we should say. (laughs) Yes, but yeah, that's true. By the time of recording, yeah. Um, He hadn't played yet. I think his first game, 18th of October against West Ham, I think it's supposed to be when he's coming back. Mm. Um, So he he is, remember, his baseline is coming fourth. I mean, mean, coming sixth is the worst result he can remember. (laughs) Now me, on the other (laughs) hand... My yeah. previous 40 years yeah. is uh, we've had slightly more disappointing moments. You right? can remember Christian Gross. I can remember <laughs> Christian Gross, right? <laughs> Christian Gross. I just remember, you know, Tim Sherwood's gilet there had more go. conversations around it than the football, which there gives you, you an idea. You know, mm. I, we've got these odd highlights, one of them being, of course, winning the League Cup. The other one is, you know, Gareth Bale scoring a hat-trick against Inter Milan. You know, we've got those odd moments, but he's just got like second. We came second, we came third, we came fourth. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to a Champions League final. I mean, he's got all of that. Yeah, so, all that's so, missing is a trophy, really, from from his. That's right, and he's uh, after having watched uh, the Amazon documentary, he feels now that that's you know that's it's inevitable. Isn't there is inevitability. <laughs> Yeah. Of it. That's what he thinks. Jonathan, well, don't laugh so much. <laughs> Jeez. Try and hide it. What a shit poker player you would be. <laughs> oh, he's, he's a Sunderland fan as well now. Right I, know. I know. Well, uh, again, didn't they do you an know, all or nothing? I was on, about to say, Sunderland? both teams have done documentaries, you know, yeah, so similar yeah. kind of. I, I, we've I, done three documentaries now. We did Premier Passions back in the 90s and two series from until I die. Well, how, how uh, can we forget Premier Passions? But uh, God knows going, I've tried. <laughs> going <laughs> Back to the match itself. That sounds like a range of soft drinks available at a convenience <laughs> store, doesn't it? Premier Passions. Well, they sold out of Coca-Cola, did they? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So... I'll have a litre of Premier <laughs> Passion juice, please, mate. So, so going back to the match itself, the, the one incident I do remember, and, it, and you can find this easily in the highlights, is it is, what is it, four minutes from time or, or well, a few minutes etch, from time? Well, it's the the post after 79 minutes. Yes. He, he does, yeah. Yes. So there's, yes. so there's yes. Ajax could have won it. And, and, and I, it's, it's one of those angled shots that hits the post flush on yeah so literally if it's an inch to the right mm. it hits the post and goes in yeah game over but also as well it just misses what two ix players that are in a yeah. prime position to get as the they're rebound. running in yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so I mean, there's, it was, there's an enormous slice of luck there i think we can yes. agree but then spurs themselves was it uh, i forget who vertonghen, vertonghen or yeah. yeah it was vertonghen, vertonghen heads he against the bar. The bar. yeah and you think to yourself that's the chance 
because you you usually get one, don't you? And you think to yourself, that "That was the chance. And you must have thought, well, what did you think, Jonathan? Did you think, ah, that was it? Yeah, no, that was exactly it. Because, you know, it's... You're in a flick. Vertonghen, it, it's it's probably a slightly, a very slightly harder chance than it initially appears because it's slightly sure. too high for him. But he's not marked. Mm. And Vertonghen's a great head of the ball and he just doesn't quite get over it enough. How so, on yeah. earth is he not marked as well? I mean, that shows you the yeah. chaos factor. Yeah, yeah, well, it's the Juventus flick. Well, I mean, you know, pe- yeah. pe- people have been drawn to Juventus, but yeah, sure. you're right. Not, um, not dissimilar to how poorly Mark DeLitt was for the first one. Well, <laughs> to be yeah. fair. Yeah. They've returned the compliment. Yes. Uh, and, and then, and then course, he, even after that, yeah. Luis makes a really good save from yeah. ZH. Yeah. And, so, and, 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 and then, you, 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 so you're, you're absolutely right what you said earlier. It's five minutes of injury time and the clock is on 94, 50 odd when Sissoko hits this up and under. Hmm. And it's not, you know, let, let's not pretend this is a kind of clever pass. He's it's not a shabby it. Alonso diagonal, is it? <laughs> no, he's, he's whacking it in a vague direction of, of Lorente. Yeah. And Lorente knocks it down for Ali. Ali pokes it through the mirror. And well, hang suddenly... on, but that Ali touch, though. That oh, Ali it's, touch. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And suddenly, as the clock goes to, to 95 00, yes. there, there's Mura, knocks it in. It, it's it's 95 01 as it crosses the line. Yes. Yeah. And you, you, I mean, I, th- I think the commentator is Darren Fletcher, Fletcher explodes. Yeah. He goes, "It's the last kick of the game." Yeah. Yes. It turns out there's sort of two minutes of faffing about afterwards. Yeah, they but, did. It but, went to like 97 or something. But, yeah, but you know, yeah. in terms of five minutes of injury time, yeah, mm. it was the last kick of the game. Yeah. And you just there's that amazing photograph um, that was in all the papers yeah. the next day, yeah. where you've got Mura off celebrating the distance and other Tottenham players going to join him, and just Ajax players like like nine yeah. pins laid out across the box. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they know that the Ajax, this Ajax is over because they know yeah. that yes. two or three of them are going to go. Yeah. And it's not, and, and sure enough, De Ligt and, and De Jong both go. And then a year later, they've lost the edge and, and uh, Danny van der Beek as well. Um, and they know they, they, they had it in their grasp and but Jonathan, in that from moment, a, from it's a, gone. From a football purist point of view, and I'll, 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 have to, I'll, I'll ask you this because I, I'm sure Nahal won't agree. From a purist point of view... It is. It is a great shame that that Ajax side actually they should have gone through, and actually they would have. It would have been interesting to see because for that side to get to a final, maybe even win the competition, to put themselves more firmly, if you like, in the history books, would have been. I mean, yes and no, but I mean, this this happens in in the Champions League. That some seasons you get three clubs who are all brilliant and. Uh, the, the the narrative around them is really interesting, mm-hmm. and and the fact he had Liverpool who um, were clearly on the up under Klopp and, and, and had been so close the previous year, and the fact the fact they'd come back against against Barcelona that was a great story and they deserved a place sure. in the final. The fact Tottenham had had this series of incredible comebacks, mm-hmm. everything Pochettino had done over the previous four or five years, they deserve a place in the final. This Ajax getting that generation together, this sort of once in a twenty twenty five year happening. They deserve the place in the final. You get some years with the same old teams. You've seen all the players mm. before. You know exactly what they're doing. And it's sort of like, I'm not that bothered by this. That season, there were three teams, all of whom would have been a brilliant winner. Mm-hmm. And, and one of them had to not make it. And then one of them had to not perform in the final at all. <laughs> but how, how did, how did, what, was your, what, what was your action when that third went in? I mean, obviously, it was jubilee. could you believe it? Just... Just, just going back to Jonathan's uh, points about Ajax. Yeah, was that as the game, as the game went on, and I'm not uh, anywhere near as knowledgeable as Jonathan. This it just felt though that their youth and naivety mm-hmm. got the better of them. 
mm. you know, and their and their lack of fitness as well kind of got the fit of them. It, it just seemed like they didn't have the psychological strength mm-hmm. yeah, to deal with it. Because something I wondered at the time, and, and yeah, this is one of those speculative things, thoughts you have, but it's very hard to, to, to have any idea whether it's got any validity or not. I, I wonder, for, for all you say about the fans and how noisy it was and everything, I wonder if by the end that almost became too much. It became... Yeah. They became aware of what it meant and they became aware of how... How fragile this thing was! How, how how nebulous this thing was! If they didn't mm-hmm. do it, yeah, they had, yeah. After the Vatonga hits the bar, they've got eight minutes to hold out. Yeah. And each each of those seconds must have felt like an hour. Mm. And, and maybe away from home, maybe the mentality slightly different. It's easier to play the moment rather than imagining what the celebrations would be like. Because they needed to go to Madrid and win because they'd lost the first leg. I think they'd. Did they draw at home to to Juventus? But they certainly won in in Turin. You know they needed to go away from home and get those. Results. You're right. Both of those second legs were away, and I, yeah. and I wonder if if it, maybe for a young team that's easier. I, I don't know. I mean, it's look. It's it was a, it was a thought that occurred to me yeah. in the immediate aftermath of this game. That maybe maybe holding a lead at home is 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 it's harder to focus and it's it's easy to get get ahead of yourself. But again, watching this game back, you know, we talked about that Ziyech shot an inch to the left and it's a goal and it's probably the game over and I think that yes, is that, that is one of the it, it's such a, an incredible half of football because you know three Tottenham goals seemed so unlikely and yet it wasn't as if they completely dominated because Ajax had their chances as well and that's that's the beauty of football it's margins absolute margins I think we hadn't come back from being 2-0 down I think this is something that uh, Fletch said on the commentary we hadn't for, for like nine years it was like mm. 2010 against Arsenal the last time we'd been 2-0 down at half time and won a game mm-hmm. you know so it there was there was quite a bit of, not that not that Lucas Mora was w- aware of that statistic <laughs> to be fair clearly but um so it was quite an uphill struggle for us I mean getting back to the whole what it was like when that happened mm. Oh my gosh, like just now, just thinking about it, it was and just watching it again today, I felt the exhilaration again. Yeah, I said yeah. to you, I've never burst into tears before. Mm. But I remember because I did this little BBC Sport interviewed me about this. And I remember jumping up and running to the end of the living room and then just looking at my son. So he's at one end, I'm at the other end, and just staring at him, then ran, then hugged him so tight. And then ran upstairs because there was just mayhem and, and my wife was upstairs in our bedroom just going are you guys all right and i went upstairs and dropped to my knees and burst into tears like like punched it right that's exactly what yeah, i kind of punched yeah, yeah. it and i just started crying mm. it was just the years and years of yeah. being kind of also runs and the butt of the joke mm. is happening again it's <laughs> happening again you know all of that stuff just all came out and I still, this is why it's just such a great thing to be invested in your team Mm. because of moments like that, right? Which can't be scripted. Mm -hmm. There's a collective moment. I mean, you know, Twitter that for for the next few days afterwards, you know, Tottenham Twitter Mm -hmm. was just extraordinary. And also neutral football Twitter because of what Liverpool had achieved, but we went one further. Mm-hmm. So it was even more so for a lot of neutrals, they were saying it was one of the most exciting games of football they'd ever seen. 
mm-hmm. because it's just the timing, right? 95 minutes and one second it goes over the line. <laughs> I mean, that is Roy the Rover stuff, right? That yeah, is yeah, 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 Hollywood yeah. football stuff, right? Oh. Or soccer, as they would probably call it. <laughs> so you kind of have never felt, I'd never felt that before. Well, there's also, and I don't know if you did feel this, but there's also, it's one of those goals where there's a tiny moment, it's probably 0.1 seconds, 0.2 seconds before the before the shot where you sort of know he's going to score. Yeah. And so from a Sunderland fan's point of view, and clearly this is yeah. a, a lower tariff, but there was a game on New Year's Day, uh, Sunderland at home to Manchester City, uh, and it was nil-nil, going into deep into injury time, and uh, Gidon Juan is... Mm-hmm. Is suddenly through, and he sort of he 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 tries to have a shot, and he sort of falls over himself. And in doing that, he goes round. I guess Joe Hart. I can't remember who it was, but he goes round the keeper, and suddenly he's four yards out with an open goal. And I'm sort of in my armchair at home because I was I was down in London at the time, and thinking, well, hang on, even G Don One can't miss this. Is this <laughs> This is a goal, and that means we've won this game 1-0 because this is the 94th minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to have that little moment of, this has happened. This is going to happen just before it does happen. They're my favourite, as a fan, they're my favourite type of goals. I don't know if I thought that. I don't know if I thought it was going in. Mm. As soon as he got it, that's a really interesting... Well, I think to me, kind me, of identify me, those those nanoseconds. Me as a neutral who was writing a piece on the game and dreading a Tottenham goal because it would mean a complete rewrite. <laughs> yeah. Lo- but also <laughs> as... Burn it. Half time. Press send. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch that as a fan the last half. <laughs> but also as, you know, as a fan of football who sort of wanted the comeback to happen because that's, that's the great story. Sure. Yes. I, I definitely had that. Oh, he's done it. Before he did it. Mm. Wow. I agree. I had the same, actually. I, it, to wow. me, as soon as Ali makes that touch, I just was like, that's in. That's a goal. But, that, but perhaps that's a neutral no, position. No, I definitely though. didn't. No, yeah. I definitely didn't. I definitely didn't because my reaction when it did go in yeah. wasn't, knew that. Yeah. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was... It's not called that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Bang, knew that was yeah. going to happen. Right, so I get a cup of tea with you, son. Like, Got to the Champions League final, son. Yeah, like, it wasn't that. It was like, oh, saying anything like this in my own life. Right, so, yeah, no, there was no, uh, there was no deja vu uh, 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 in that moment. It was just the great. And that's why I always return to it. And I, I, don't, I don't mean for my son, there's still. You know, win win the Premier League, win trophies. He's got all of that that he wants to do, and um, but it is going to take something mm-hmm. extraordinary to ever top that, just mm. because of the nature of how it happened. You know, if you win the Champions League, you know, four two, whatever, cool, it's brilliant. I'd love to win the Champions League, but but now we're into a situation where with Mourinho and with our new stadium, and I think we did the best business in the transfer window. You know, with all of that and the building of this club mm-hmm. onto another level, there's almost an expectation that in the next few seasons we're going to win something, right? Leading up to this Champions League final, there was never an expectation, right, that we were going to get to the quarterfinals, you know, get out of the group of death, get out of that, progress, get to the quarterfinals, get through the quarterfinals, get to semifinals, mm-hmm. yeah. 
half time it's just start, yeah. right? it's over <laughs> and then we're there it's not just the result yeah. it's the entire build up it's all the emotions of decades of being a spurs fan everything hard into that moment that's why we could talk in you know 10 years time and we may have a, a whole trophy cabinet full of trophies by then but i will still probably mm. return to this moment because i don't know how you can how many moments like that happen in football to anyone yeah. right the 95th minute of a game in a champions league whereas at half time you've been out you are mm. been out mm. right i mean that's i don't know to create all of those elements again it's of course never going to happen. So rather than saying ruined it for my son, right? It's kind of almost ruined it for me because I don't. I just don't know if that's it's ever going to get as emotional as that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've said this. I've said this on this podcast before. But when when Sunderland beat Leeds in the FA Cup final in '73, which I'm very glad I wasn't alive for because that would have ruined it because I'd have been too young to understand it and appreciate. It. But my dad, who'd been so you know, he's, so he'd been whistling for the final whistle for 20 minutes. And as soon as the final whistle blew, his initial reac- reaction was sadness because he knew he'd never be that good again. Mm. Wow. Wow. Hope springs eternal. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, so, I mean, we are, I'm going to see some amazing moments as a Spurs fan. I know I am, but that, that is just yeah. un- Special. unbearable. Yeah. Nihal, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you about this game. It really has. I, <laughs> I feel like going back and watching the whole game now myself, and I'm not even oh, a Spurs fan. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's just because there's a romance about what happened yeah. that night, oh, yeah. right? There's yeah, a romance, yeah. and it says a lot about spirit. And, mm-hmm. you know, and my son plays cricket and football, and, you know, they, they went 2 0 down inside 10 minutes a couple of weekends ago and ended up winning 6 4. Mm. And, you know, um, just that resilience that Spurs showed that day is uh, is something um, so yeah. certainly something I would. Uh, carry well, and, if, and if ever a player earned his right to be in the match day squad for the final, it was Lucas Moura. And oh, my goodness, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but there we are. We'll finish there. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Nahal. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, my good man. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Marcus. Um, uh, for more stories like that, do check out theblizzard.co.uk. We'll be back next week with uh, with another great game from football. Uh, but until then, as I say, thank you, Nahal. Lovely to see you. Thank you, John. Cheers. Thanks very much for that. That was great. Really enjoyed that. Have a good one.